0: Alright, David, I hope I make you proud. Ah, uh, David's grinning somewhere. Yeah,
1: that in.
0: Probably. Alright, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nerd Slice Podcast. I am joined today by Anthony. The OG. The, uh, the OG. the the OG, the one who's was a little sad when David was on. But um it's fine. Anthony's here because as I mentioned in the last podcast, we're gonna be doing a best of decades series with a few different things. So today we decided we're gonna focus on uh, some comic book movies. Uh you know, I like superheroes, you like superheroes, I like supervillains, you like supervillains. I
1: thought it was superheroes. Yes, same thing.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> you Anthony, there, like, I gotta take up like half my list. Uh, oh, <laughs> Lego Batman's not on here anymore. Uh, but um, yeah, th- 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 obviously, superhero movies have played a huge role in not just my life, but many other people's lives. Okay. It's a very cool thing to see a comic book character that you kind of grew up with. There's, uh, you know, different iterations of on the big screen or on the small screen. Um, but today we're gonna to be focusing on the films because we feel like that's just the better, that's a good market to you know.
1: Plus I'm a film major.
0: Plus Anthony's a film major, so he, uh, as we've heard in the past, Anthony likes talking about movies, as we've uh, movies. discovered yes. in the last few podcasts. But um, yeah, you know, I, I I love you know superhero films. I've grown up with them, you know, and I've seen them evolve from not a lot of people watch them to you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone now watches some superhero film, you know, to some extent, whether they've seen it, there's animated ones, there's live action ones, there's the ones that we're not going to mention like once. <laughs> like once. But, um, yeah, you know, we, we just wanted to kind of take a look at the, our personal favorite. This is going to be structured very similarly to the last episode where we're just going to take turns. So I'll say one, you'll say one, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, um. Just like last time, we're going to give ourselves three honorable mentions. I think you mentioned you maybe had four. Yeah. But um, we're going to well, give ourselves... That's
1: right. I, I know one I could just take out. That's fair.
0: <laughs> so we're just going to do that real quick just to kind of get the ball rolling. So uh, I'll start off the bat. One of my honorable mentions right off the bat is uh, Brightburn.
1: Okay.
0: Did you ever... Did you watch that one? Nope. That's fair. <laughs> so um, Brightburn, for those of you who don't know, because it came out last year, kind of flew a little bit under the radar. It's, it's literally... It's, it's the concept of what if Superman was evil? It wasn't a DC film. It was. It was by. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember if it was Universal or. I, I, don't, I don't. remember. But basically, it was like that premise. It was that there's this couple that they're trying to have a kid, but you know they they can't have a kid, and then this alien pod just shows up at their house. It's mm-hmm. a little baby, and then they raise him and all that. But then, as it grows up and then, you know he's going through puberty and learning right from wrong, he uh, he starts to go a little insane, and you know things kind of. Go south. Go south. You know, um, I don't want to spoil the movie in case there are a few people who do want to see it, but it was cool to see that perspective because, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of people have that idea of what if their favorite, you know, heroes, you know, kind of go to the dark side. And, you know, Dark Superman isn't something injustice. that's you new. Know, I was about to say Injustice and in a lot of other comics deal with, you know, what if these superheroes went rogue or were mind controlled or possessed or whatever. But yeah. it was cool to see in a movie format, you know, something mm-hmm. that that was relatable and uh, s- minor spoiler, I guess I can say is I, I supposedly they're making a sequel and okay. it's going to open up like a universe of these like dark superhero, superhero creature things. But um, I overall enjoy the movie. I had a good time with it and I, I thought that it was uh, I thought it was a pretty good film. All right. That's good. Uh, so one of
1: my honorable mentions was actually Venom.
0: Alright, mm-hmm. that's fair.
1: Yeah, okay, because it wasn't a bad movie. I don't think it was everybody, bad. Everybody was on the fence about it. You either loved it or you hated it. For me, it wasn't a bad movie, but it just wasn't good enough to make the top ten. No, I, It was I, definitely memorable.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. I, I, I remember obviously going into it, all the negative things that people were saying and going into it, but mm-hmm. you know, I know you're a Spider-Man fan, we're both Spider-Man fans, so just having Venom having his own movie was a big thing. Yeah. And it was worrisome because, you know, to, to have Venom there without Spider-Man is a very unique thing because his origin, a lot of his famous comic book moments yeah. are with Spider-Man. Spider-Man. But, um, like, if you... I'm trying to think, though. Did, 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 it, did it, like, pass your expectations? Like, did you... Did, was it kind of what you expected, less, it was more? Kind of what
1: I expected, yeah. Pretty and, much. I didn't expect anything big from this film. I didn't expect it to be any like box, uh, box office records either.
0: I thought you were- I thought you said Baca like, like Baca.
1: No, 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 no. But yeah, that's what I thought about Venom. The CGI's were kind of okay, I liked it. Wasn't anything crazy, but nothing too horrible like Black Panther.
0: Oh, that's right, I forgot you don't like the CGI in Black Panther. Um, what are your opinions on Carnage? Carnage? Because I think his hairstyle is kind of whack. I don't-
1: but that's his hairstyle in the comics.
0: Yeah, but you can like I don't know. Yeah, it just it, it looks. I can't
1: I can't see him as Carnage because that's freaking Tallahassee. Yeah,
0: right? it, like maybe maybe because it's Woody Harrelson that it's yeah. it's a uh, it's unique, Mister but freaking Twinkies. <laughs> Twinkies. You no, know, I, I actually saw Zombieland too the other day for the first time. Mm-hmm. I liked I, it. I,
1: it took me a while to get him used to him on like Catch Me If You Can. Not Catch Me If Can. Um, Have You
0: Seen Me? For that one. Oh, now you see me. Now you see. Yeah, me. The, the the magic one. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. No, yeah, um, I thought Venom was a pretty decent movie. I'm excited for the sequel, and I want to see what they're going to do. Supposedly, now that they're going to tie it into, like, the Spider-Man stuff, so... We'll see. Supposedly, bad, Tom so Holland's... He's supposed he... to
1: turn into a bad guy.
0: Who, Venom? hmm I think, I like, think... this anti-villain, yeah. going to go bad, bad. Yeah, it's definitely cool to see the route that they were taking with the whole anti-vigilante, you know, he's not really evil, but he's not good, and it, it's, it, I thought it was interesting. But yeah, um, so you got yours for that one. Um... Coming, I already know my next one's gonna upset one of my friends. Um, my next honorable mention is Wonder Woman. <laughs> I
1: didn't um, have that anything, don't worry.
0: I um I I really enjoy the film. Like I I remember going into you know it being a really huge thing because obviously it was the very first woman-led superhero film, and for that you got to give it credit. And um, you know obviously this was already at the time where DC's rep wasn't really. The best. the best, you know, they just got off. Uh, they just got off Batman v Superman and uh, yes. Suicide Squad, so Wonder Woman yes. had a lot of repairing to do. We'll, we'll say that, mm-hmm. but um, it did it. Like it, it, it. I think it thrived off of having having a character what? that Power. not 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 woman. I actually, if I'm being honest, I didn't. I didn't feel like this movie was very in your face about you know, oh women. Or whatever I know what you mean, yeah But um, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot I, I remember seeing it in the theaters And I remember going out going, Wow, I really, really enjoyed that movie um, I've always liked the character Wonder Woman, obviously She's part of the DC Trinity You know, you have Batman, Superman And Wonder Woman So mm-hmm. it was definitely about time That she got her own, you know, film um, Gal Gadot killed it as Wonder Woman I think they casted her perfectly She definitely has this presence Of uh, this beautiful, strong Amazonian warrior Okay. and um you know this i'm excited for the sequel um it's definitely a character that they can do a lot with you know if yeah. if they stick to the usual um tree i don't know why I'm blanking out on this word i don't know like a trio of films yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what i'm saying but um but yeah and you know and she obviously she was the trilogy, in trilogy thank you i don't know why i blanked out on that <laughs> word but um it's definitely going to it's it's cool to see what her involvement's going to be in the future of dc and i'm mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to it
1: Okay, for me, for my second film, I have actually The Avengers, the first movie.
0: That's your honorable mention? Yeah. That's interesting. Wow, okay, I'm excited for your list now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's my honorable mention because it's pretty, it's, it's, I don't think it could compete with anything else I have on here, but um, it is what started off the whole superhero crossover kind of genre that's happening right now between DC and Marvel, and it's basically what started the whole Marvel universe, you know, colliding. And it was big. It was a big hype of having all your favorite on-screen uh, superheroes just getting together for the first time.
0: I'm I'm just I'm just still shook. It's just an honorable mention for you. <laughs> I thought knowing you, I thought that was gonna be like number like five at least.
1: It's the first movie. Though.
0: That's good though. That's um. I'm interested in your list now. I'm not gonna. Lie. I feel like that made me more interested in your list now more than anything. <laughs> Um, my last honorable mention, which is kind of out there because I know not a lot of people have seen this movie, but I personally like it. I don't know why my Google just went off, but um, is uh, Judge Dredd. Oh,
1: Judge Dredd! Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, not a lot of people even know about it, so I didn't even. Buy yeah,
0: it. It. it's it's one of those movies that it really did fly under the radar, and mm-hmm. it, I mean, you can't even really. It's it's a comic book film, it. obviously, no, sure. you know, but it's not like a traditional low superhero. Budget. Yeah, but dude, when I when I saw that movie, I didn't watch it in theaters, mind you. I saw it like two mm-hmm. or three years after it came out, and it was just like I saw the original, like the one with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so I was kind of like iffy about it. But the visuals in the movie were out of hand, you know, mm-hmm. this like slow motion. It was a very unique like visual direction that they took for this movie. And Carl uh, Urban, which was awesome, which um, you, you know Carl Urban, right? Mm-hmm. He was uh, yeah, yeah. he was in Ragnarok. Yeah, I know. And, you know. But um, he, he killed it as Judge Dread, you know, it was very, it definitely was that if you were a fan of of the source material, that they, they really did pay it off, and I do feel like it's a very underrated film that not a lot of people talk about, at least in the comic book, you know, genre, because obviously, you know, when you think superheroes, movies, you think DC, Marvel, mm-hmm. that's about it, you know. But, uh, really yeah, yeah, of course, and they have a lot more of iconic characters to work from, but... Um, great movie um, If you don't mind Gore Obviously it is a v- Rated R It's a violent movie But um, It's good It's good so I liked it a lot
1: My last honorable mention Is actually Homecoming Spider-Man Homecoming See
0: now I'm very interested In your list Cause you're You're, you're Wow Good job I'm Anthony I'm proud of you <laughs>
1: This is gonna be A strong list Yeah Okay, so the reason I had Spider Man Homecoming on here is because I feel like the second one was way better than Homecoming. I had to like bounce in between them and then and when I thought it actually sat down and thought about it, Homecoming was great. It was fun, it was what introduced us, but only had like one impactful moment and one comic impactful moment where he's under the thing Bro. and he's like, Come f- on, Spider, come, come on. Come on.
0: Um that's pretty much that hit me. Did you like you like Vulture though, right? I
1: like Vulture, yeah, of course. Oh, like you know, Dark Man. We're not gonna
0: go into a huge thing about the but did you see the Morbius trailer? Yeah, he was
1: there. Yeah, that
0: that oh, was my, very oh. that threw me off. But um that's good. I, I know that you're you you're a huge Spider-Man fan, so once again, very surprised that that's lower on your list or honorable mention. But um I mean I kind of already figured out Far From Home is gonna be on your list since you're saying that you like that one more than yeah Homegrown. But that's fine. I know a lot of people were very Kind of on the wall about Homecoming that they did like it like you said it was the first movie that we saw mm-hmm. Spider well Civil War but it's and the I first because
1: like it it's the first Spider Man movie that we didn't see Uncle
0: Ben die. That was reassuring. I was actually I I, did I really didn't want to watch him die a third time. Yeah, exactly. I don't but, want to um, see the um, wrestling thing. Yeah, no, but it was it was it was a solid movie. I I, yeah. I think it was pretty decent. We spent
1: twelve
0: minutes on honorable Men On honorable men- that's me and David spent a lot longer on the but um. <laughs> Alright, so I'll start us off. Uh, catch us on Spotify, uh, everything. So, coming in at number 10, I have Black Panther. Um, I feel like I just hurt you. Um, so You liked it a lot or you didn't? I hated it. You hated Black Panther. Well, I know you hated it because of the visuals, but I remember, I remember being hyped for it because, you know, Black Panther was a character that I liked. For a long time, mm-hmm. because he has such a very rich Marvel history, you know, his. I like Black Panther as a
1: character. And yeah, let I me let me tell you, I
0: really hope that in the future they give him a cape, because Black Panther in the comics with like a giant cape looks amazing. But um, I remember seeing him in Civil War, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. You know that they mm-hmm. finally introduced him. Um, I do think it was, I do like that they introduced him not in a solo film, but in Civil uh, War, the same way they did with Spider Man just because it kind of made people want to watch Black Panther more because you had people that were already familiar with the character wanting to watch it, but then people yeah. that weren't familiar with him have a reason to go watch it. They're like, oh, you know, Black Panther from Civil War, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I thought the music was phenomenal. Um, it's one of my favorite, um, like, one of my favorite soundtracks in the in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, say, I know you don't like the visuals, but you got to at least admit that... Um, Michael B. Jordan killed it in that movie, man. Yeah,
1: I did. that's Some Killmonger, videos, which was great. Yeah, I hate you, <laughs> uh, freaking,
0: uh, freaking. Uh, I already forgot Creed, Apollo Creed's son. Uh, you know, he he oh, killed yeah, it. Yeah, I forgot he did but um, I I thought the acting was uh, was really great. You know, it definitely dealt a lot with responsibilities and kind of dealing with the fallout of your ancestors. Because you know, Black Panther had to deal with the fallout from his father, while Killmonger had to deal with the fallout of his father. So it really did feel like a family drama almost. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoyed the movie. I ended up watching it twice. You mean a novella? A novella. A, a <laughs> Black Panther, the novella. <laughs> but um, overall, a really, really solid film. I do think it does deserve the hype that it got. And uh, I'm excited where they take the second one. I know a lot of people are rumored that Namor may be in the second one now Namor. that they got the now that they got the rights back. For those of you who don't know who Namor is, he's the original Aquaman. We'll, we'll leave it at that. But um, yeah, that's, that's my number 10, Black Panther.
1: All right. Now my number ten is so. It, it, just hear me out. I thought this was like a hero thing or a superhero thing, power kind of thing. It's, it's not for. It's split.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. yeah I didn't. I You know what's funny? I, I actually considered like that sort of thing too for mine, but um, that's cool. All right.
1: Okay. Yeah. So obviously, I love split. Not most. You like most,
0: split more than Avengers? I just realized that. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Go, go, continue. Okay,
1: so the reason I liked it because it, it was a thriller movie. I didn't consider it horror. It was more thriller. It I, I never considered horror either. Uneasy feeling the entire time, and can I tell you the guy who had to go through multiple personalities? Oh, James McAvoy. Yeah, phenomenal actor. Oh no, I saw, phenomenal I saw, actor. I saw
0: the behind the scenes, and they were they were saying that like he you would, know he how would. How hard
1: it is just to snap to a different character like that.
0: Yeah, apparently when he was right before he would shoot the scenes like he would do stuff to like get into those characters But like you said, it's insane like He had what well, I mean, I know he didn't do it in the film, but supposedly his character has like 30 something personalities, right?
1: Yeah, in this film, I think it only had like 13 Yeah, you had
0: like 13 of them shown or whatever Yeah But um, yeah, no just...
1: But it also really tackled like the multi-personality disorder Like how they see it and how it could change Basically physically and mentally in them. And then like I loved it how he played it. I loved how um I loved it until the end when he actually had those superhuman strength. When he turned into that beast. I was like, Okay, yeah, this is giving a strong message and then the end happened, I was like, Oh. Okay. (laughs) That came out of nowhere. Did you uh did
0: you watch the sequel? Mr. Glass?
1: I wanted to see it, but I don't know, I just haven't seen
0: it. I yet. haven't I haven't gotten around to seeing it either. It's yeah. well, it's like I want to, but it's like I just haven't sat down to do it.
1: It was just I liked it because it gave me an uneasy feeling without the pop-ups. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel what
0: you're saying because it it's it definitely has suspense, but it's not like a jump scare horror, you mm-hmm. know, sort of film. It's definitely more of a suspenseful drama more than anything. Yeah. That's good though. Alright, uh, coming in at number nine, this may surprise a few people, I have, uh, The Dark Knight Rises.
1: That's your number nine?
0: I know. Are you serious? I really, I really had to stop and think about where I wanted to put it, and, um, once again, I know people probably thought that was gonna be, like, my number two or my number one, but, uh, obviously I'm, I'm a diehard, you know, Joker fan, all the way, so Dark Knight to me will always precede Dark Knight Rises. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do like Dark Knight Rises a lot. I mean, one—it has so many iconic lines and moments. You know, Bane with his freaking uh, oh, I know that Stuart. You know, with the mask and um, you were—it's funny because we were talking about Venom earlier. Tom Hardy just mm-hmm. killed it as Bane. Um, and I, I do like it because I—I I, one of that the it's Rises. Yeah. You—you you were thinking I was talking about Dark Knight.
1: That, no, dark, that's Dark Knight Return with Bane.
0: No, it's Dark Knight Rises.
1: No. Yeah. Return is the one with Bane.
0: No, it's Dark Knight Rises. It's it's Batman Begins. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. All right, continue. Don't quote me on this, but um, yeah, I I think the greatest thing I like about the Christopher Nolan movies is how he tries to make the villains almost realistic. You know, like they're more like these terrorists more than like advanced powered villains. Like you know, Bane in the comics is known that he has the venom that you know makes him super strong and and you know uh, tactful, but um just realizing now I'm right, aren't you? Wait. boy But, um, yeah, Bane, Bane became more of, like, a super terrorist. And uh, I really appreciated that. I, I really liked... It's the last film in the Christopher Nolan trilogy. And, you know, mm-hmm. we got the introduction of Catwoman into it, which was something that people wanted for a long time. And to, you know, close off this trilogy that so many people were concerned about after Heath Ledger's death was a very hard thing. But um, I think they pulled it off really great. Um, You know, it was cool to see that kind of trilogy end. You know it was a little bit saddening too but um overall i just thought that you know the film was a great film it was a great batman film that's for sure um i don't think we've gotten a batman film or at least an appearance from batman to that caliber since then you know i really like ben affleck but justice league and, and dawn of and uh batman v superman just didn't it just didn't hit me as much as you know this one did so, but it was really interesting. It was really, really cool, and I definitely like that ending where he's just at the at the bar or the cafe, uh-huh. and he's just there with Catwoman, and then like Alfred's just there, and then, like cheers. I will say though, this low key uh, really upset me. I hated the whole "your name should be Robin," like the you should use your name more often, Robin. And I was like, you could have just called him like Dick, Jason. Like you just you just wanted to leave it open in the air. And I get why they did that because you know like. It really was a thing where you couldn't really pinpoint whether he was Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake. It honestly yeah. was that he kind of was a little bit of each of them. But um, overall, great film. It's it's obviously going to be an iconic superhero film for years to come. And just I just think that whole trilogy was just a solid trilogy. That's my, uh, that's my number nine. Okay, so my number nine.
1: All right, don't get mad at me. I'm gonna get mad at you. Don't get mad at me. I'm gonna get mad at you. This is actually it should have been my number one, but I didn't put
0: it as number one. So my number nine is uh, Mega Mind. Anthony, <laughs> shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> my number nine is Mega Mind.
0: You're lying to me right now, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony.
1: <laughs>
0: continue. So Sorry, I'm, continue. I'm just. This is your list.
1: <laughs> Freddy, don't look at me like that. So number nine. <laughs> Megamind is a beautiful film. I have such
0: disappointment in you right now. Megamind
1: Megamind is a beautiful film. (laughs) For so many reasons. It shows... Continue. (laughs) Okay, so the story... The storyline behind it, amazing. I was entertained throughout the entire thing. It shows that the bad guy can get the girl and change roots. And it's like, dude, what? He's blue.
0: You put Megamind over avengers and split i'd
1: rather watch a get mine a hundred times than those you know what's funny though
0: i can't even i can't be upset at you because i almost put the incredibles on this list did you put the incredibles Incredibles 2 no i didn't oh okay sorry guys if you're very large incredibles 2 fans if
1: you like megamind
0: tweet at me megamind's not a bad movie i just you're putting it on the caliber of like everything because
1: it is on the caliber also it's so good question
0: did it come out in 2010
1: yeah I made sure. Did it really? Yeah.
0: I felt like it was a lot older. I thought it was no, like two thousand
1: eight. No. It came out the same uh, like at, around the time of
0: um Despicable Me. Oh. is there anything else you want to add to the Omega Mind, Anthony? I could your, do your, number, your number your number your number nine I could do a whole superhero film of the decade.
1: It's so good.
0: Alright, coming in at number eight I got Deadpool. Um it's Deadpool. I don't think there's much more to say there he's a merc with a mouth um i remember seeing that test footage from a few years back you, you you've seen that one right with uh, the car uh, yeah where he's in the car and oh, it's right. like it's, it's basically like the scene that's in the movie but like yeah, different yeah, yeah. and I, I just remember falling in love i mean obviously there's
1: so many speculations if it was just fan made or if it was an actual trailer no
0: what it was is basically that ryan reynolds was like trying to to give to fox like to be like look like this movie could work because Ryan Reynolds has been a huge Deadpool fan which is Deadpool. why seeing X-Men Origins Deadpool was a little uh talk, we disconcerting we don't talk about that but um overall such a great film and it was super cool i remember watching that movie that's another movie i ended up watching twice in the theaters mm-hmm. and just it blew my mind the comedy was on point you know it was it was Deadpool you know it, it was Deadpool first to off the, T. the fact that they had they were you know one of the cuz there were other rated r you know super films but this was one of the more recent ones was um, was that was perfect. I, I honestly don't think that the movie could have thrived without a rated R rating Just because that's not how Deadpool is like you could have him pg-13. You mm-hmm. honestly could but he's at his best when he's unfiltered and um, Just having the jabs that they would throw at everyone and and having Ri- Ryan Reynolds is the, the perfect casting for Deadpool Um, it was just a great film. Um I didn't, I didn't like the second one as much, honestly. I, I do think it was funny, um, but I know the second one just didn't seem as like concrete to me. I do like him roasting Cable. That was always fun, you know. I like Zip it Thanos. That was, you know, that's always good. But
1: <laughs> Zip it,
0: but uh, Deadpool one was just a solid movie. And it, once again, it's also one of those films where you don't really need to be a huge comic book fan to, and to really enjoy. It. enjoy it. You know, it's, you can. It, my brother loves it, and you know, my brother is not really a super huge just don't bring your kids. comic. Yeah, I, I remember, I don't remember if it was for Deadpool 1 or Deadpool 2, but someone brought their kid in and like left in the first 10 minutes. I was like, yeah, yeah I don't know why you thought this was going to check on. the ratings for, you know, but uh, overall solid film. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I, I watch it once in a while when it's all like on TV and I'll just have it on for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah. Um, it, it just has great jokes and the fourth wall breaks. and And I will say, though, Deadpool 2 has one of my favorite end credit scenes of all time. It oh, just he goes back in time back in and just time and murders he... himself, murders X-Men Origins, Deadpool. It's it, it, Solid end credit scene. Yeah. But uh, Deadpool is definitely one of those things where as long as they keep cranking out movies and different things. Um, I am yeah. sad that the show got canceled. The show got canceled? There was going to be a uh, Deadpool animated series on really FX. Know. No, no, oh, it was F- going to be on FX and it was going to be produced by Childish Gambino, by Donald Glover. I didn't even know about and, uh, that. And it got canceled. I don't know why. But yeah. um, yeah, Deadpool's a cool character. And I'm excited to see what they do Uh, what they do more with him.
1: All right. So my number eight.
0: Despicable me. <laughs> no, that's,
1: that was like. That's your number uh, two. That's
0: my last 3D anime. Oh, movie. my bad. All right. <laughs> What's your number eight?
1: My number eight is Winter Soldier. Captain okay. America. And this was really hard. Because I don't. Captain America is my least favorite DC. Or not DC. Marvel Superhero. So, you know, when Civil War came out, I was Team Iron Man all the way, school Tony. But this film was just too good not to put on it. Just the whole. Bucky is one of my favorite characters. Mm -hmm. And then just seeing him going against uh, Winter Soldier, and then the emotion between Captain America trying to have his friend back, but his friend is like so far beyond repair because he just went through so much fucked up shit. Yeah That was a lot of curse words Sorry about that It's alright But um It was just really emotional and very great
0: You know it's funny Since you said that You know I've had to I think I've said this On the podcast before I have to mark our podcast As explicit Because of David Really? Yeah Like I don't think We're gonna get striked Or anything But okay, just just yeah, I don't uh, like I, risking I podcasts it podcasts are way worse Yeah no But um Yeah Winter Soldier Solid film You said that's your number 8?
1: That's my number 8 Yeah
0: I'm Surprised Mega Man Mega Mine I was gonna say Mega Man Mega Man's not uh, above it But uh
1: I told you, (laughs) mine was supposed to be number one, but I didn't want to upset people. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's fine. Um, All right, coming in at number seven, I have, look in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's the Man of Steel. Um, Man of Steel is my number seven pick. Really? Man Um, of Steel? I really, I really enjoy Man of Steel, and it's one of those things where Superman is just, one, Superman to me is one of the most, if not the most iconic superhero character. I
1: guess he is.
0: Rada Rada, yeah. Oh, Chowder the movie on here for you. But, um, Came
1: out before yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> um, Superman's an iconic character, and, and I remember, you know, before that, the last movie we got was, um, what's this movie? Superman Returns, which was, what, from t- 2005 or whatever it was. So, maybe even, even earlier. So, yeah, it was it's definitely funny. a long time since we had a Superman movie. Um, I firmly believe that Henry Cavill is the best Superman. I think Henry Cavill really embodies the idea of Superman and also the idea that Superman at the end of the day is human. Mm
1: -hmm. And I do
0: think that a lot of the arguments that come with man of steel is the portrayal of dark Superman or whatever, you know, his whole decision with Zod and, you know, killing Zod. And I I really had to look back at that and, and think that that was a very humanistic decision he made. He chose, he chose to take on the burden of death in order to save people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it really goes to show you that after that, that Superman had to really figure out where he stood in the world and where he was placed. And, you know, I do think that the one good thing that Batman v Superman did was kind of tackle the idea of how Superman's value clashes with other people. But uh, we're talking about Man of Steel. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it was definitely cool to see kind of that origin story for Superman told in a way that was, you know, different. It wasn't like Superman as a kid. Like I had a few moments of that, but. It really dealt with Superman trying to figure out if the world needed him, and when it was his time to kind of present himself as this symbol of hope. And I, I really do think that 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 was the best first movie that the DC EU could have done, because it really it really showed where they wanted to take the direction of their films. And obviously, you know, the other movies tried to whatever, no, but be- um. I do definitely think that Man of Steel was a movie that you can enjoy. Sorry guys for my loud computer, but um, it definitely was a movie that you can enjoy and a movie that I go back to sometimes just to just just to look at how far Superman has come as a character.
1: Okay.
0: But Yeah, that's uh, that's my number seven.
1: Okay, so my number seven is actually Spider Man Far From Home.
0: There it is. There That's it is. what I expected.
1: There you go. So Far From Home was a great movie. And I think it was a great way to spin off or to continue the Marvel trilogy after ending Endgame. Because it really showed how it really in- Endgame impacted the world. And it really showed how the Blitz...
0: Yeah, yeah Endgame- I, I, I'm still... So- I'm still triggered, we have to call it that, but yeah, that's fine. The Blitz,
1: and then, like, it really shows how, out of everyone, how it impacted Peter the most. Because I get he wasn't, like, because Tony Stark was, like, a father figure to him. And then it must really hurt to see him all over the place. And he has no one to really cope it with, because he can't... He, like, he has to pretend like everything's good because he, he's just Peter Parker. He's not Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think that it was important to have Spider-Man as the next movie after yeah. Endgame just because Peter's already grown as a character and you know he's still going to continue to grow. Um, but like you said, Iron Man was always sort of almost like a father figure to him. He was a very He was what inspired him to become a hero. So to see Peter kind of deal with the consequence of, do I need to be the new Iron Man? Do I need to figure out? And I really do like the idea behind that he was trying not to be Iron Man, but to be like his own hero. He wanted to really show that he needed to focus not only on Spider-Man, but on Peter Parker. And, you know, especially with the plot line of him trying to confess his feelings to MJ and, you know, kind of shelf his superhero life from time to time. Um, I love Mysterio, as the Jake Gyllenhaal was fantastic, and the illusions were out of hand. Um, I know you're a visual effects guy, so I know that must have gotten you a little excited, but um, Mysterio's always been a cool character, and um, obviously it's really hard to make a movie for comic book fans when they already know, like, oh, Mysterio's the bad guy, no way, you know, like, it, it's really hard to do that. Go say say what you want to say. Okay, I know I know so you have. You're
1: saying like so many things that I'm about to explode, bro. Sure. Okay, so yeah, we already know that Mysterio is gonna be the bad guy, but even for us veterans who know Mysterio's the bad guy, everything that Jake J- uh, jonah was doing, it actually made me question for a second. Wait, is he actually gonna be the good guy in this? Because he was just so charming throughout that entire movie. No, he
0: definitely he definitely played off the the. I'm your friend, uh, superior. You know, working.
1: Especially him saying, "Oh, I'm from another universe." Blah blah blah. So I was like, maybe Yeah, it makes from sense. Which that was a that guy. was something
0: that upset a lot of people because they're like, "So are there not multiverses? Are there multiverses?" Which obviously uh, now Doctor Strange will get into, but
1: okay, there is multiverses since there is going to be Doctor Strange the multiverse. But um, also we're gonna talk about the visual effects part. Can we say the part where he's going against Peter for the first time? when he's uh peter parker goes into that building. Yes, that was like,
0: insane, dude.
1: And you know the part where he like takes off his helmet and all that. That whole thing was 100% 100% CG and I freaking loved it. And they had
0: him in the homecoming dude. suit. They had they had a the dead iron man suit. That iron was man. cool.
1: Yeah. Oh my
0: god. So I remember dude. I remember and we
1: just talked about how since, you know, um, Mysterio, he's a VFX Artist or whatever, or a VFX guy. Yeah. Because, and I love how his on-screen uh, suit was just a mocap suit. Yeah. There, it must have been so easy for them just to be like, oh, okay, there you go, there's your suit. Oh
0: my god. You okay? Yeah. Good day. I will say the one thing that I I do um I remember reading about this before the movie came out that a lot of people thought was gonna happen was that he was gonna pull some sort of like uh, Iron Man being alive thing. It was gonna be like like Tony Stark there as an illusion, and that was gonna trip up Peter. Um, I'm glad they didn't do that because I feel like that would have been weird. That would have been very odd, especially if you're like but Iron Man's dead.
1: Okay, and the sometimes it hurts putting this on number seven just because of this one scene when Peter's talking to Happy, and you could just see the pain in his eyes when he's like, "Uh, "I'm sorry, I shouldn't yell, but I just don't know." Yeah, and then Happy just to tell him like.
0: You're not Iron Man. Not even Tony was Iron Man. I love you it. Like all that stuff.
1: I love Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I love that stuff. All, all right, let's right. stuff talking about before we go. That's fine, man.
0: All right, uh, coming in at number six, I have the Guardians of the freaking Galaxy. Guardians? Yeah. You already know that Guardians is one of, if not one of, my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, I have the Star Lord mask. I've cosplayed yeah. as Star Lord. I love everything about it, and it definitely was. It, it was a movie that Marvel took a risk with mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously once they realized that people were enjoying their movies, they decided to kind of throw in these characters that not a lot of people knew about, you know, not a lot of people knew who the Guardians were. And not only that, they changed the whole dynamic of them because the Guardians mm-hmm. in the comics weren't this, you know, funny ragtag group. I mean, Rocket mm-hmm. was funny because he's a freaking talking raccoon. Mm-hmm. But um you know Star Lord wasn't like a funny 80s you know comedian he was he was very stoic he was very you know I am the leader of the Guardians. Yeah. Um I love Guardians has the best soundtrack in Marvel. I'm going to say that it's right now. It's an 80s song. It's it and but that's why I love it. <laughs> and it just it the the music's I think chosen on purpose. You know a yeah, lot of the, the songs fit really. with the theme of the movies especially in Guardians too, when um he's playing the father and son by Yusuf and you know it's talks about like a father and a son and you know Peter Quill just lost his, you know, his father, which Obviously. that's it's Guardians like, too.
1: These people are paying thousands upon thousands just to rights to put it in their films. Yeah, so use, them, use, them, yeah use them, use them, yeah, use them very music.
0: specifically. But um, I I love both of them. Guardians mm-hmm. one just has more of a special place in my heart because it's what created, you know, put the Guardians on screen. I think the casting was, you know, amazing. Um, Chris mm-hmm. Pratt is hilarious, and you know, Chris Pratt in just general is just hilarious. So that that was a good decision on their part, but. You know, they, they have an amazing cast there. You know, you got Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon, which is amazing. You know, Zoe Zaldana, Dave Bautista, even freaking Vin Diesel as Groot is, you know, funny. But um, I, just, I just love the movie. I love the action in it. It was also, other than Thor, I mean, obviously, one of the first ones to take us in space to show us the space side of the MCU. You know, and it introduces, it actually introduced us to the Infinity Stone. Yeah, because before that no one really like you know they would talk about it but um really that's know. the first time they kind of acknowledged like there's these infinity stones and also guardians was the first not credit you know official introduction of thanos you know and it was kind of already showing you that thanos was a very big threat that thanos was an important part of this you know um this universe but um overall Guardians just has a it has a comedic tone but it definitely has its moments where it It's grounded, and you know it's very emotional. and It deals a lot of depth, especially the relationship that these characters have with not only each other, but how they interact. Like I was saying, you know Peter, who kind of grew up as this adopted alien son or whatever, and you know Gamora dealing with the fact that she's Thanos' daughter, but she doesn't want to be Thanos' daughter, and the relationship between Mm. her and Nebula was always really interesting. So it's just one of those movies that stuck with me. I, I, I think. I think that's the Marvel movie I've watched the most at this point. Just because of... um, I just always come back to it, and I always find new things that I love about it.
1: Alright. So, my number six is going to be Batman, The Killing Joke.
0: Ooh, interesting pick.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget I about actually... Batman, in my in
0: my honorable mentions, I was actually floating between doing Killing Joke and Under the Red Hood. Oh, really? Because I, I, I enjoyed both of those movies.
1: Okay, so I love The Killing Joke because... There's so many memorable scenes, so many, and the comics was just so. It just you read really the comic, blew right? my mind! They just took it to that extreme in every scene.
0: But you read, you read the actual Killing Joke comic, Obviously, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I'm just gonna talk about the film. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because just, I'm gonna just talk about the key points. Because just having such an important character crippled at that moment, Barbara Gordon. Who was you know obviously Batgirl?
0: Yeah, well that was a huge thing in the comics too at the time when obviously. it came out.
1: And then just tra- a Joker trying to prove a point to Batman. Obviously he's not gonna do anything to Batman because you know the whole relationship between them. But um, so he takes, so he freaking takes uh Commissioner Gordon and puts him through hell just to prove Batman his theory that it just takes one bad day and it, no matter how pure a man is
0: they'll break i'm a i'm a huge fan of the of the comic you know um it's one of my favorite comics of all time mm-hmm. and uh so i was very i was very concerned but also very hyped when they announced it mm-hmm. i was already very relieved by the fact that it was gonna be kevin conroy and mark hamill again because i think they're both kevin conroy's batman mark hamill's joker like that's that's yeah, that's, that's, that's that's law it. to me but um i think the one thing that i didn't enjoy was to like the first half where they tried to like have the whole Batman and Barbara be a thing and, you know, them get together. It it made me not only to make, it also felt unnecessary. I know why they put it in because they wanted to give more depth to when she actually, you know, got shot and Mm -hmm. Batman was dealing, but I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's, it's like, if something's already good, don't change it. Don't, don't, don't try to, I will say the one change I did enjoy was the song that the Joker did. mm -hmm. I thought that was phenomenal, but, um, yeah, I mean anything's hard when you're adapting a very famous source material.
1: Also, um, it was also a little sneak peek into one of his past.
0: The the Killing Joke has is known as one of these things where the Joker for so long didn't have an origin story, and people were very afraid to get that because, you know, once you get an origin story, a character doesn't have that mysterious element. But Killing Joke is very interesting because it's like it's canon, but it's not canon at the same time. So it deals with the whole like like him shooting Barbara as canon, but some other stuff isn't. So it
1: shows this weird kinda ironic feeling to it. But it also shows like from the Dark Knight how or not from the Dark Knight, from the original Dark Knight what's the first film? Which one? The Scarecrow. Batman Begins? Batman Begins. It shows how you remember at the end scene how Commissioner Gordon says there's like a uh, if they if we bring our uh if we bring a uh, fuck, bullet poop vest they're just gonna bring armor piercings we bring uh heavy armor they're just gonna bring dogs or whatever this kind of shows it because like there's this vigilante here that could pretty pick uh who obviously could be like 50 common thugs so it's this kind of beautiful story that he created his worst villain
0: i do i do think that I mean, and that's also something else that they touch upon in the comics too that One of Batman's biggest regrets is creating the Joker because, you know, at the end of the day, all those people that the Joker kills, that's on Batman. That's on Bruce Wayne. But uh, yeah, no, it was definitely a good film. I think it's a solid animated film. I've always said that Marvel dominates live action films, but DC nails the animated films, man. They always nail them. Mm -hmm. There's some that are like whatever, but a lot of theirs, especially the Batman ones, are top notch. But yeah, that's good. That was that was number six, right? Yep, number five. All right, we're down to the top five. Coming in at number five, I have Logan. I cried like a bitch during Logan. So
1: we have a two? Nah. We we'll have 42 minutes. That's fine. All right. <laughs> they, they
0: came for content. Um, Logan, to me, was the perfect way to end Wolverine's story. Oh, my gosh. It is. Um. Right off the bat, same thing with Deadpool. Wolverine should have had an R rating from the startle, so... He was in a PG-13 setting. They they had him there, you know, they they did what they had to do, but...
1: I mean, it was an R rating film, but, like, just it, Wolverine in general, his character is very R rated.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things where they took a risk on that last movie and it paid off. Um, You know, to have already, to have that flash forward, you know, where it's the future all of the other X-Men are gone, which, mind you, when I found out in the film that Professor X is the one that did that, that was insane to me. Because that that just really shows you how dark and how gritty they wanted this movie to be. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like a Western movie, you know, almost. A very old-school style of Western movie. Um, Hugh Jackman to me was phenomenal. I think right after, you know, a lot of people always talk about Iron Man as Robert Downey Jr. I think, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, that's always gonna change. That's never gonna change for me. Yeah, the film was really grounded in one. I I am a huge fan of the actual comic that is based off Old Man Logan, mm-hmm. which obviously is completely different from the movie because you know you that deals a lot more with like Spider Man, Hawkeye, like the other you know superheroes oh, and stuff. Yeah. But um, the the direction they took it in was was amazing. I I do remember going into it going, whatever happens, I'm not gonna cry. Whatever happens, I'm not gonna cry, and and bro. And I cried. Was the, it was the ending you know it was it was him obviously, and obviously yeah, yeah and it was that, his daughter and you know yeah it's his it's, daughter actually, just like, there
1: if uh, from the old films when the girls saw his future
0: oh yeah the the heart in your hands the heart, you're going
1: to you'll be dead and you'll be holding your heart in your hands and it's like he's holding the little girl's and it's, it's
0: like <gasps> oh my yeah. god um and and it was that you know it was it was a lot of blood a lot of blood definitely a lot of blood a lot of death but, um, you know, not only that, it really showed that these movies that have been around for you Hugh Jack was already Wolverine for almost 20 years at that point. But, um, it definitely, it definitely showed off a character that provided more depth. You know, I definitely think you go a lot more into Wolverine's character yeah. and, uh, you know, how he has to deal with the fact that he doesn't die, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't age. He just, he just lives on and like everyone around him just dies. And it's definitely a character that I always think is underrated. He's a very interesting Marvel character. Mm-hmm. I think out of all the X-Men, he's my favorite X-Men. But um, I also like Iceman. I don't know why. I just love Iceman. Right. But um, Logan was a solid film, and I definitely think that it's it's up there for a reason. You know, and It had that emotion, and it had that depth. But that's my number five.
1: All right. My number five is um, Flashpoint.
0: Make it mine, too. Sorry.
1: There's nobody sadly.
0: You 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 really like the animated films, don't you?
1: No, cause they just hit so hard. No, I love Flashpoint. I just that's I, I'm I'm that very so dark and so just the what if story that just became a canon. I'm gonna
0: ask you again. Did you read the comic? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of
1: course, I
0: read the comics. I oh, just I just gotta ask. You know. Of um just
1: seeing how the irony of how one little just one little thing causes butterfly effect.
0: It's like your mom, your mom not your mom's, not, alive. Your mom's Guess alive. alive. Guess Bruce what? Batman's dead. dead. <laughs> no, Batman's not dead. Which, dead. yeah, I loved. I loved the different like directions they took with all the characters. It was amazing. It was freaking amazing. Um, Can we talk
1: about
0: how?
1: Okay, this also introduced Watchmen is in DC universe now. I mean, yeah, sure Flashpoint the too. comic. It wasn't in the film, but, it in, the film, com- but in the, the comic, comic,
0: yeah, it, it introduced the idea that, yeah, that. The, the Watchmen's in DC, which was a thing that a lot of people speculated for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the film was solid. Talking about that. We're talking about the film. You know the film had Michael B. Jordan in it? He was thought, he was Cyborg. Yeah, I know. That's not like it's, it's it had a it had a large cast of like different characters.
1: Uh, okay, but just how obviously Thomas Wayne is now Batman, but not just Batman, he's a badass Batman who kills people without hesitation that's why <laughs> reverse slash gotten out
0: and his uh his mom's the joker
1: and his mom's the joker yeah that was insane no it was definitely cool How to see the just role reversals just in the arms of her son and then she's her cracking up all of a sudden just breaking
0: yeah no the, the film and the film only the the film's a little bit different from the comic obviously which I didn't mind that, you know, they were trying to go a different route mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still at the at the end it still kept the same core elements of, you know Oh, you know, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war mm-hmm. uh, Batman's, like you said, Thomas Wayne Superman's in Area 51, which yeah. I thought was wild That was so funny but, um and how
1: skinny
0: he is? Yeah, because so still he's, still but he's, still, yeah, he's, cause he's he Superman And uh, the, the Shazam kid's getting murdered <laughs> I was like, oh, wow Okay. Um, I think it's a solid film. I I I was actually talking about it with my friends the other day. how, How much they enjoyed it. I thought it's. I think it's a really good film. Also, not only to get into the Flash because I love the Flash. I've always loved the Flash as a character. Yeah. Um, I think it's a solid idea if you want to kind of have an idea for different like what if stories. You know, DC and Marvel does it too, but DC really likes to have these what if scenarios of if this happened instead of this and all that. It's all film. I'm glad that's on your list. You um, did good.
1: <laughs> all right, let's see your number. So number
0: four, four I kind of cheated here because I really tried to figure out which one I wanted to put on, but okay. I really couldn't decide. You probably already figured it out. I have Endgame slash Infinity War.
1: And number four.
0: At number four, yeah.
1: Are you kidding me? Yeah.
0: And the thing is, I really had to toggle between which one I wanted to put on here.
1: I think Infinity War and Endgame; they're both the same film. So I don't. I, but the, the, I count them as one film.
0: I don't count them as one film, I count them as one story arc, I guess. But the thing is, like I'm gonna say this. I think Endgame had I think I think Infinity War had more surprises and had a more overarching plot, but I think Endgame kind of really delivered on that this is ten years of Marvel. This is a cult, this is a culmination. Yeah, a culmination of what we built. Because Infinity War, you know, I I was on my edge of my seat the whole time, and let me tell you that ending that that shook so many people for a reason. Because no one expected that. I didn't even expect that. I, I, I remember him mentioning the snap. And I had that thought in my head of when Thanos snapped the universe. But I was like, they're not going to do that. They wouldn't do that.
1: They wouldn't do that again.
0: I said, they wouldn't do that. And they did that. And I, let me tell you, when I first saw the film, everyone's I'm getting mind. dusted. Infinity War. Infinity War. Okay, okay. Everyone getting dusted. And Spider-Man Man. getting... I sat in my car after the movie for like five minutes, going, "What just oh, happened?" What
1: just, but yeah, then, I hit you and hard. then having to
0: wait a year to figure out. which because I mean, obviously, the the thing is, I guessed a lot more stuff on Endgame than I did in Infinity War. Obviously, we knew they were gonna come back because you know, Black Panther made billions of dollars. Spider Man, they just got Spider Man.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, but that still hit hard. But no, like, no, like, no, no, like, obviously, no, no, obviously,
0: obviously, it still hit hard. But um, it, it was just one of those things where you know. Endgame I guessed a lot of things. Like I, I I knew the time travel. Everyone knew about the time travel. Yeah. I also I also actually guessed that they were gonna murder Thanos in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. I kept telling I told all my friends, I'm like, I have a feeling that they're gonna beat Thanos and then they're gonna try to figure out how to rescue everyone. And then once all the leaks came out about like time travel and all this stuff, I I started like putting little pieces together and I was like, they're gonna go back in time. The way things Turned out weren't the way that I thought, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's a culmination of 10 years of Marvel. And that's what I'm saying. Endgame really emphasized the whole structure of, of this is a team. This is this. While Infinity War, Infinity War was more of a, you know, we're going to focus on Thanos and, you know, and him trying to accomplish his goal.
1: They were all still separated you are also going through their, their yeah their, with the with the the breakup, the
0: breakup of a civil war. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, that's why they lost. Yeah, Infinity War and and Infinity that's War why definitely at the was separated. Of the
1: end game. Uh, Tony was so mad. Yeah, he's like, "Where were you?" He was like, "Yeah, it's you like, said if we lose, we do it together." You weren't we'll, there though. Uh, you Yeah, yeah.
0: But that's what I'm saying. End game had a lot of buildup towards it, and that's why. Plus, uh, plus, plus Fortnite Thor, <laughs> but um. Overall, both of these were really solid, and I understand why they have such a fan establishment.
1: My heart was beating when everybody started coming back, and we waited a decade just for Captain America to say, "Avengers Assemble." Yeah, that,
0: that was. Line that's why I'm saying Endgame. That last, life. that last twenty minutes of Endgame, I like it just. And obviously, you know Iron Man's death, and you know Black Widow's death, and all it's, the.
1: I'll never understand this because Iron Man's death's already hurt. A tear came out of my eye during Iron Man's death, but I don't know why they deleted everybody going on their knees. I
0: I can I can kind of understand why because then the funeral scene kind of seems like the same thing. Um, I would have preferred that scene also. Um, I look at some of the deleted scenes and I understand why they deleted them versus why they didn't. Like I saw the one with Black Widow and Hawkeye, mm-hmm. where it's them and it's like Thanos is there and like all that, and I understand why they deleted that. Just yeah. because having the whole Black Widow versus Hawkeye felt more personal, but um, yeah, I, I, I just think both these movies are really a celebration of Marvel and how far it's come with all these characters and to see Thor, Captain America, you know, Iron Man, all these characters come together and like I said, this spot originally was gonna go to the first Avengers, yeah, but I. I think just having this movie that builds up on everything that it's done so far really just goes to show you how much they love these characters. That's my number four.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to get into this one because my number four, we already talked about it. It
0: was oh. Logan. Oh, nice. High five. But you can say a few things about it if, if I didn't mention. Yeah. Um,
1: no, I think I'll like, I try I was talking, to bring out everything I can about Logan from what you're that way we didn't get really
0: into it but you mm-hmm. just know mine's number four Logan that's
1: fine you know so I thought our top three was gonna be exact
0: you know, same but we kinda you know what's funny though what? we'll do a little mini mini drum roll for our top three my top three is my third is something you've already mentioned also oh really coming to number three I have Captain America the Winter Soldier that's your number three I love this movie just because I think this was the perfect sequel that Marvel did
1: mm-hmm. Um, I think it's their best sequel
0: yeah, I think it's their best sequel that they did. And I thought that as a film, it really stands... Not that it stands out, but mm-hmm. as... it, it really, It's a really solid uh, sequel movie. Yeah. Um, Like you said, Winter Soldier is a very complex character. And it's a very iconic storyline. I obviously, once they announced the title of the movie, I knew that that's, that's what they were going to do. Unless yeah, they were going to try to you know, change it, that it wasn't Bucky and it was someone else or whatever. But like you said, it's a very bucky and captain america it's such a unique dynamic because mm-hmm. you know it's it's they were both they were both experimented on but captain america was experimented for good purposes while bucky was you know the opposite and um what it also showed the effects of kind of how different things could change the marvel universe you know shield being Hydra was a huge thing that affected all the movies after that and um I'm telling you right now, and I still stick to this to this day. My favorite fight scene in the entire MCU is the first time Captain America and Bucky fight with a knife. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that was the best choreographed MCU fight to date. It's just so cool. And it really just shows how, how you don't need super huge explosions. You don't need these elaborate special effects that sometimes it's a very simplistic. uh, Hire us. Um, you just need these simplistic routines. These simply as long as you have two characters that, you know, good versus evil, that you know you can show yeah, that. How
1: do you think Jackie
0: Chan works? I love Jackie Chan. <laughs> I love top uh, ten Jackie Chan. Top movie. ten Jackie Chan films. Go. Uh, coming in at number ten, we got Jackie Chan Adventures, the TV show. Yeah. Um, coming at
1: number nine. Uh, uh, the Spy Next Door.
0: Yeah, I love this movie, and I also do appreciate how it tried to be a standalone film. Yeah. Because, like I said, you know, it's very easy when you ha- introduce these characters for like. Captain America could be like beep beep beep. Yo Iron Man, I need help. Yo Hawkeye, where you at? You know. And I really do appreciate that a lot of this film was just a rushed, not a rushed, but Captain America had to deal with the scenario in the moment that he couldn't rely on other people other than yeah. Black Widow. And uh, that's another thing. It also gave us a little bit more depth into Black Widow and where she was coming from and I I just love this movie. I I really do and I've I've always had it as one of my top three, my top 3 Marvel movies. Okay. And it just hasn't changed, you know. I thought after Endgame, you know, after Infinity War, that it would change, but no, it's it's it stayed consistent to that. So that's my number three.
1: <laughs> um, my number three, we already said it was Infinity War and Endgame.
0: Oh, that's why you were upsetting me that I had a number yeah, four. Yeah, that's
1: why I was like, I thought. Was oh, my but number you did the three, same yeah.
0: thing I did. You were like Infinity War slash Endgame. Yeah,
1: because I told you, I kind of as one film because they basically tie it together. But um. We already talked about it. I already pretty much said everything I had to say. I will just say this. Um,
0: Which one do you think was better, though? Or do you, are you like me? You kind of like can't Endgame put... Better. You like Endgame better?
1: Because it had me on the edge of my seats throughout the entire film. In Infinity War, I kind of, like, dozed off a little bit at the beginning. Because it was kind of, like, drying
0: out. I think Endgame definitely has more action, I guess. If that's with the, the route you want to... Uh, uh,
1: I am Swagmaster69.
0: I thought it was New Master.
1: New Master.
0: Oh yeah, I was like, is it New Master, or Swag Master? That's another thing. Endgame had a few surprises, like I was saying. Like Fat Thor was definitely out of nowhere. I don't think anyone.
1: Doctor Hulk, Professor Hulk, or whatever.
0: I kind of expected that one. Did you really? I didn't because I knew that's a, that's a comic book thing. Like I like that. It was a
1: comic book thing. I think they were just gonna be like, oh yeah, here he is.
0: Yeah. Um, but no. it really
1: showed it like, oh, this happened during you know the time. Uh, well, how long is it? five years, ten years? Five years. Five years. it didn't show like. The progress, it was just kind
0: of like... Remember if, it was, with us. remember if it was three years or five years? I think it was five years. Five years. I'm
1: going to say five years. All this is
0: going to number two. Coming in at number two, I have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. I
1: love
0: this movie. I love this movie, too. And it was one of those things that when the trailer first came out, I actually thought it was a straight-to-TVD-like okay. movie. That's what I thought it was. I didn't uh-huh. realize it was going to be released in the theaters. Yeah? And... um. Right off the bat, the idea of using Miles, I thought, was really interesting. Okay. Because Miles is a character that, re- realistically, when you think about it, he's a very still recent character. You know, his debut, I think, I, I don't remember, someone will yell at me, but it's like 2012 or like 2013, like he was very, very recently introduced in the comics. Yeah, he's new. And um, he's that popular. But he's definitely a cool character because, you know, he has to live with the legacy of Spider-Man dying. Because, you know, in his universe, his universe dead. Spider-Man is dead and well, he has he to, but... yeah, but um, he has to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that they do also show in the film that he's trying to learn how to be Spider-Man without really a teacher. Mm-hmm. He has to figure out how to be a hero without having, he doesn't know the responsibility that he carries
1: he doesn't have especially he doesn't have the
0: uncle ben yeah you know he has his dad and he has his uncle that he you know which ironically enough is spoiler if you haven't seen Spider Verse. his uncle dies also which i thought was very ironic (laughs) he was like oh look now now you are like peter parker but um solid film i love once again i love because as we've discussed i love music i love the soundtrack the soundtrack when you first see him like in the last few minutes of the film and it's what's up danger and he's like on the building I think the visuals. I mean, obviously, were it won it won the Oscar for best animated film, yeah,
1: and I see really. why.
0: Um, the visuals were out of hand. You know, it had that nice comic book art style that they would, and they would switch between the different art uh-huh. styles. And you know, when the Spider Verse characters, you know, you had Spider Man Noir and you know the Spider Ham and all these Spider- other characters, Hamm. their art style reflected that. Um, and overall, you know, I I definitely think that. To have a Spider Man movie without having Peter Parker as the main character was definitely. Risky? R- not, I don't want to say risky, but it was definitely a unique approach because, you know, a lot of people are familiar with Peter Parker, not, you know, Miles Morales or Spider Gwen or all these other Peter characters. <laughs> but um, it definitely opens up the possibility. I'm excited for the sequel. You know, I really want to see more Spider Man characters. I really want to see Ben Riley. And Riley. I, I really want to see him. I, I want to see what they do. Supposedly, um, the next Spider-Man game is gonna deal a little bit with like cloning and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe that's something they'll touch upon. But even in the game, you know, it also has Miles in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I really enjoyed Spider Verse. I've seen like three times already, and every time I watch it, I kind of pick up on new little details here and there. But um, it's just a really good animated movie in general. But um, mm-hmm. Sony Sony hit it out of the park with that one, and you know, Spider-Man. 2019 was a year for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're excited to say I the next say one. Anything. Why?
1: Just trust me. Um, are you done? I guess. Yeah. I, I I'm laughing on the inside, just so you know, because I feel like our number one, number two switched. Because my number two is Joker. All right. Walking Phoenix.
0: Interesting. Continue.
1: So obviously, I I when the Joker movie came out, I came straight to Evan, and I told him I died. Uh, what's that word? dissected the movie to a t to the lighting to the visuals to everything and even the speculation how everything all the film theories that came out about it because the joker movie was beautifully written, and in my opinion i don't know how they're going to come out with a sequel that's going to impact as the first one did without the whole superhero element because this one was really tackling mental illness more than anything else. As you can tell, the Joker freaking had, oh, was delusional because he thought he had the relationship this whole time. His mom was lying to him the entire time because he said that, oh, she was married to Thomas Wayne and all that. But really, she was just worked for Thomas Wayne and she got kicked out because he was a threat to the family. And how he met young Bruce Wayne and how he like did that smile thing that was really weird. And you showed Alfred being like, "Hey, get away from that kid!
0: (laughs) Get the fuck away from him!"
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then it it really tackled how the whole society is way darker than it is. How especially near the end, how it's like, "Oh, just because they were both sponsored by Bruce Wayne or Thomas Wayne, you all cared and put on this whole charade. But if I were to die the same way, nobody, you guys would just walk all over me." And he had a really good point about that. And it was just... It also had the... It wasn't creepy, but it was unsettling. I know what you're saying.
0: It had a very unnerving feeling. And the soundtrack? Also out of hand.
1: Also, I love how the soundtrack was made before the film, which is very, very rare for films to have. So when they played that film and he's dancing, they—that's the first time he heard the soundtrack, and then it really showed like him feeling way more comfortable as Joker than he is as Arthur. Arthur,
0: yeah, that's good. All right, guys. Uh, What's your let me let me, let me get a little drum roll. Coming in at number one, I have Teen Titans Go! The movie. Um, I'm just kidding. I have Joker as my I number knew one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw your face kind of drop and be like, you're, you're fucking lying. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, you were, you know,
1: me, I, I really, I really had
0: to stop about my, my top three. Cause you know, Joker, me and you have talked hours already about the movie. It's just one of those things where I look at it as, as a really, it's a really good example of a comic book film done in a way where they took a risk and it really, really paid off. Um, a lot of people were very confused, concerned when, you know, the Joker movie was first announced because obviously everyone thought that it was going to be a Jared Leto Joker movie. But um, when I found out that it wasn't going to be in the DCU, and at first at first, it was heavily rumored that um, Martin Scorsese was going to direct it, mm-hmm. which also had me excited because, you know, I love Martin Scorsese. Um, but before, before the movie came out, you know, I already had concerns, but I was also very interested in it because when – I was very reassured when they announced Joaquin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I think Joaquin Phoenix is an excellent, terrific actor. And when I saw that first trailer, I knew that this movie was going to be something special. Um, You're dealing with a character that, like how you said, a very iconic character that doesn't necessarily need Batman to be fleshed out. And it's very hard to make a movie... Off a character that is very intertwined in another character's story arc, um, to have Joker in this movie be older than you know Bruce Wayne, and to have him in a place where there's no Two Face, there's no Penguin, there's no nothing, but still have Gotham be Gotham was such a great choice on their part. Um, right off the bat, you already touched upon it a little bit the the musical score in this movie was. I think one of the greatest musical scores scores in film in general. Every song—it's kind of like how we talked about in Guardians. Every song was picked with a specific meaning, and like you said, when I saw him that first time in that bathroom, I like it—it it, it felt like I was watching an opera almost. You know, like you were saying, it's a character coming into realization of an idea, and um, like you said, Joaquin Phoenix definitely gave himself into that role. And it's funny because me and you talked, I think we talked about it off camera. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast that Joaquin Phoenix was saying how when he was acting, he felt more comfortable as the Joker than Arthur Fleck. He felt that the Joker was a much more interesting character to portray than Arthur Fleck. Not that he didn't like playing Arthur Fleck, but it really go to show that contrast. And like you said, the movie definitely felt unnerving, you know, especially for someone who knows what the Joker is, who knows what the Joker is capable of. And like you said, the Joker definitely, and I I do like, a lot of people say this, and I I do like how they say this, that throughout the movie, the Joker is an unreliable narrator. Mm -hmm. And you definitely feel that because the last 20 minutes of the movie are still debated to this day of what was real, what was not real, what did he imagine, what did he not imagine. Because at the end of the day, Arthur Fleck is a person that perceives himself in a certain way. And like you said, he has to deal with society's way of, how he sees, how they see him, and how he sees them, and the last 20 minutes of that movie really took me on a, like, on a thrill ride, you know, you have him at the show, like, you're saying, like, um, like, uh, what's, I'm not, if someone dies, you know, if Bruce Wayne dies, or Thomas Wayne dies, you guys all go insane, but if nobody dies, no one cares, and like I said, the movie definitely has its political social commentary, which obviously that's something that a lot of other people focus on as well. But just as a comic book film, I think this was the perfect example of having having that risk of changing a character in a way that you still know it's that character. I will say the one thing that does concern me, I don't think people should, I think people should understand the joker in this film i don't think they should relate to him because like how you were saying at the end of the day he is a mentally unstable person in this film and that's not to say that you know mentally unstable people can't have normal lives or whatever but you know you shouldn't you shouldn't portray the joker as a hero in your eyes in this film you get me he's a damaged he's a very damaged character that with a philosophy of being a hero and i will say though and I didn't, I didn't think they were going to do this. I didn't think this was a the route they were going to take. Having Joker be the one that was a catalyst for Bruce Wayne's parents' death was amazing. I think, I remember, because obviously, like, you, you knew off the bat that Batman wasn't going to be in this movie, obviously. But to have Joker be the one that kind of resulted in Batman was such a unique thing. Because like how we were talking about earlier... It's always been that Batman created the Joker, not that the Joker created Batman. So to have that in there was such a unique concept. And um, I will say the idea that people are saying that the Joker may not even be the Joker, that he inspired the Joker, I don't know how I would feel about that just because I feel like it would take away from the movie. Same thing with the rumors about making a sequel. I don't think that... I think if they made a sequel, I don't think it would be bad, but it's you would have to, you have to really emphasize a lot of things from this movie and change them because like how a lot of it's interpretation. So if that's the case, you would have to, you would have to deny and then accept certain yeah, things. but
1: That's exactly what I was saying it, because I I told you like I don't think they will be able to make a second one because it won't hit as hard.
0: I don't think it would. I I would definitely, I definitely think there's still ways they can do it. You know, I, I mean, think Arthur Fleck is a character, such a unique character. But it's just one of those things where it's like, like how, how we were saying, it's such a solid film that I don't think it needs a sequel. It's such an interpretive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even like I said, even the ending of the film where he walks out and like there's a bloody footprint, like people are like, did he murder her? Did he not murder her? Like, is this all in his head? Is it not in his head? And like how me and you always like, me and you dissect well, everything.
1: The end of the film, it also ended as, I think it as one of Alfred Hitchcock's films. What do you mean? You know how it's like, da-da-da, the end? That was also how the the font and everything was also like what Alfred Hitchcock, I think.
0: Well, a lot of his inspirations, Todd Phillips says, were from obviously... Obviously, um, the king of comedy was a huge... It uh, was a huge inspiration for this film. So I'm saying, Martin Scorsese was a huge inspiration for this film in general. But um, The Joker was just such a solid comic book film. You know, I, I really went into it... Ex- I did have high expectations. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, going into it, and it like it gave me those expectations, um, and like you said, you know, it's those things where it's like it's up to you whether you decide if you want, you know, like it's up to us if we decide that Thomas Wayne is his dad, or you know, it's up to us to. I will say, I I knew that I knew that the Joker's perspective was very flawed when he goes into that girl's apartment. She's like, "Why are you here?" Yeah, and like you you like, like you you realize you like.
1: Snap, like... Oh,
0: that was all fake. Yeah, which I kind of, I kind of thought they were gonna go that route just because, like you know, like Arthur is Arthur. You know, he's presented very oddly, and you know, mm-hmm. have a, her just be like, yeah, he's, he's so cute and clever. Like you get me? Like it, it really did feel like that that it was his perception of that. But overall, I just think that that's such a fantastic movie, and I think that it's gonna stick out for a very long time as kind of the kind of the uh, epitome of what you should do in a film in general. Like I said, I know a lot of people who didn't even like comic book movies that went to go watch this movie and thoroughly enjoyed it. And I know we also have the opposite. We have people that really hated it because, you know, it's not a comic book film in the terms of like, oh, Batman's not here and, you know, oh, why is the Joker doing this? The Joker doesn't do this. Why would the Joker do that? But um, at the end of the day, you know, it's all up to perception but, um, yeah, I mean, I think all of these films that we've talked about also, and there's some films that we haven't talked about that I'm sure are other people's, you know, personal favorites. Um, Like I said in the beginning, you know, superhero films are going to be a thing that are going to be around for a while. Marvel's definitely not stopping anytime soon. DC's finding its footing. Um, And overall, I just think we're going to get a lot of solid superhero films in the next few years. I'm really excited for the next Batman, the one with uh,
1: Twilight himself.
0: With, with, with twilight himself robert pattinson yeah but yeah you know we got a bunch of uh movies and stuff to look forward to
1: all right do you have any
0: last uh words you want to say or not? Nah? what
1: do you get when you cross a mentally ill person with the? i forgot the
0: rest of it all right guys uh that's it for today's episode uh, what was your number one i didn't get to say it. did you really die
1: no are you serious?
0: I love you. All right, what's new? What's your number one, Anthony? I'm no, so I sorry. No,
1: no. Can I guess your
0: awesome. number? Can I guess your number one?
1: You already know. I said it already.
0: Spider-Bruce? Yeah. Ay. I said cuz we switched. Yeah, we did number switch. Number Anthony's going to say his number one. So number I, one I took one a lot of time. All right, guys, thanks for two. <laughs> I quit.
1: <laughs> Anyways,
0: I have David. Sorry. Love blow. Continue.
1: <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I like the Spider-Verse movie because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Because it's just, holy shit, the animation, dude. You're there's stuff in it that you don't, you you mentally aren't aware that's happening, but you are aware that's happening that's so freaking good. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. for the phone fiber.
0: Is Spider-Man your favorite superhero?
1: Yeah, right next to Iron Man. I was just
0: wondering.
1: And Batman. Hell yeah. Those are my top three. Hell yeah. But, um... Okay, so, basically, the animation was beautiful. I love how it was all hand-drawn. Did you know it was all hand-drawn? Yeah. It was freaking great. It took basically, like, freaking 50 years just to finish that film because of it.
0: Yeah, it it took, like, seven years or something to make it.
1: Which is worth it, definitely. They chose uh, quality over quantity. Yes, yes. But, um there were certain types so in a film every uh in a cartoon let's say you could get away with film, uh drawing films in 12 frames per second i'm gonna get into the the, the... oh that's fine i expected as much <laughs> this is that i saved it for at least my number one okay no that's fine so films are drawn in 12 frames per second but in this film everything is drawn in 24 frames per second except for miles because when you know the part where they leave the, the lab and he throws a bagel and he hits a guy and it says, Bagel! I thought
0: <laughs> oh, that was hilarious.
1: <laughs> when they're swinging by, you're not aware of this, but Spider Man is getting drawn, or like Peter Parker Spider Man is getting drawn at 24 frames per second, while Miles Morales is getting drawn at 12 frames per second. And the reason for that is just that um, Miles isn't as elegant. As Peter is, since he's not used to his new powers. That's pretty cool. Right, right? And then there's one Stacy who's, like, getting drawn at 50 frames per second. I'm just kidding. That, that's not the Yeah, thing. I was about to say, I don't <laughs> know if that's <laughs> accurate. But, um... And then through the film, especially when he hits the what-up danger part. which oh, is I love a, that part. Beautiful. Beautiful scene.
0: With the glass, like, just... The glass
1: ah. breaking, and then how it's flipping, and he's that's not a, falling to... To the ground, but he's rising up to it.
0: You know, that was my wallpaper for like six months, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. He's like rising up into being Spider Man, and that's when he finally hits twenty-four frames per second.
0: You have so much background knowledge of film. I mean, you're a film major. I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, what do you What do you think about the sequel? Are you, do you think it's going to be as good? Do you I think are it's you gonna be better? Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. Okay.
1: I think it's going to be better since they. I think they're going to introduce way more better characters. Ben Riley. Huh? I guess they're going to have the popular Gwen Stacy.
0: Yeah, they're probably going to bring back some of the people from and, and, the first film.
1: Yeah, but I think they're going to get rid of. I think they're only going to keep two.
0: You think it's going to be. Do you they think they're going
1: to bring back Peter B. Parker? How
0: you don't, I was about to ask. ask. You don't think they're going to bring him back also?
1: No, I don't think they're going to bring him back. I think it's going to be Gwen and just uh, Miles. And well, then they're gonna introduce these new versions. I think they're gonna get they're gonna keep those two since they're like the main characters.
0: Would you freak out if they had Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire? Because you know that that was a idea for the first film, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, basically, no, basically, freaking what's his face, the Peter Parker, the handsome one, was was basically Tobey Maguire.
0: What the first one? Yeah, that was a uh, Chris Pine.
1: No, I know, but you know, he's basically. Oh, like he's because... supposed
0: to be based off yeah, the Toby McGuire one.
1: Everything was based off Toby McGuire's films. Mm. Because the whole dancing, the whole train stopping, his villains and all that. You know, everything was basically his films. What, are we talking
0: about the blonde one or Peter the B. Parker? One. Okay.
1: Yeah, Peter Parker was a different one.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I really hope they do a lot with it. But that's your number one, like, of all time.
1: Just because how long it took, just how beautifully, how beautifully it was made. Yeah, animation-wise, it's Animation phenomenal. Was great. I like how they switched to there's frames where it was literally cuts to a comic book style, where it was just that hand drawn comic book. I style. love
0: that. With, like the thwip and like like uh, when they're in the force of thwip thwip Anyway, it would say the actual thwip.
1: Mhm. And the freaking Sony Pictures, you know the lady, how she's going through the multiverse. Can we talk
0: about um, Post Malone's little little uh,
1: uh, what's it called? Cameo.
0: Cameo. Yeah. With the art thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think Post Malone actually was he he was like the voice of someone in that movie. Yeah, yeah. he had like he, one he line. Said one line. Yeah, but um, there was something, there was another dude that end credit scene though, with a uh, Spider Man twenty twenty nine. Hey
1: hey yeah we're going for it. It was,
0: Oh and you know who's you know who the voice of that was right? <laughs> it was uh Oscar Isaac. So I'm just like, wow. See, that's someone I hope they bring into this one too. Just bring in f- future Spider Man. I think they could dude, Spider-Man just has so many iconic Spider-Mans. That's what I'm saying. Spider-Man. Do you think they would do you think they would do uh like a Venom Spider-Man in it? In the next
1: one?
0: Yeah. We don't
1: know.
0: I think it I think the biggest, you know, big D energy that they can do is to have the Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tommy McGuire. You think they're
1: gonna bring in um Drake Bell Spider Man since it is
0: animated. I mean, you could realistically. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would go about that, but they they already showed like I, I need to watch it again that like that little teaser when they announced the release date. They had like like thirteen Spider Mans already in that like 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 cutting mm-hmm. in and out of frame. Yeah, like it was like twenty ninety nine. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think Ben Riley was one of them. I think Scarlet Spider was one of them.
1: You think they're gonna have that Benjamin Parker Spider-Man?
0: Which one's that one? It's just
1: ben Parker Spider-Man. Which uh, uh, Uncle Ben got the spider powers instead of.
0: Okay. Oh, maybe I don't know. Like I said, they, they can do a lot of things with it. But um, yeah. Anything else you want to add for number one?
1: Nope. Um. Thanks for watching, like subscribe, tweet yeah. David sorry,
0: you gotta stop saying that. David Dobrik's not gonna tweet at us, bro. Tweet me, he was bro. on Jimmy Fallon, though, so that was interesting. All right, but um, sorry for skipping your number one, yeah. Um, I'm recording right now because of that. Please don't, bye. Um, nice, I saw, I saw a little faint you did. Uh, yeah, guys, definitely let us know other uh podcast like, decade things you want to see. you were thinking of maybe possibly doing an anime one not too sure on that one hard. kind of difficult People, like, release an anime every other day. yeah so but let us know any other decade stuff you guys want us to see if you want us to do tv shows maybe just films in general uh we can even do comic book storylines but um let us know your ideas um comment on twitter anything you guys want to see in the future Winter we're going to be yeah. starting uploading a few more youtube videos again what at nerd slice or at Thunder Slice.